0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to geek Scott Game, the versus all video game talk show. I'm Josiah Leroy, your host. With me today, my co-host, Mr. Jeff Pavlok. What's up, Jeff? Not much, buddy. So this geek has not only got game, but he has clinched a playoff spot in his first fantasy football league.
1: Ah! Well, congratulations.
0: Thank you, thank you. Something I've not been able to do in year five of my ultra-competitive fantasy hockey league. You tell me what's backwards. Uh, hockey, I would consider myself a relative expert in. When I'm talking about football, so uh, I'm the third seed, top four, make it semifinals this week. Hoping to, hoping to have a big week here, but yeah,
1: I'm uh, I'm 500 on making the playoffs in my two fantasy football leagues. Yeah, aka did good in one league, not so good in the other.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say I I made it with a seven and seven record. Yeah, that mu- that seven. must be nice. <laughs> yeah, must be real nice because the top seed is like twelve and one. Oh, by the well, way, his yeah, one coming to me. But yeah, hey. that uh that'll happen. That'll do it. Uh, so we'll get that out of the way. Sabers are playing tonight. We're recording this on a Tuesday night, so hopefully we're snapping that uh, very, winning streak.
1: Very cold, very Losing snowy streak. Tuesday night.
0: That's right. Uh, December has taken root in Buffalo, <laughs> though I believe it's supposed to get up to the 40s or 50s this weekend. Heat wave. So we'll see what happens. Heat wave is definitely right. So enough with uh, enough with all the non-video game games here. We're going to talk about all the what that's going on in the world of gaming here. Uh, big show today, we're going to talk about the Game Awards, which just happened over the weekend. Uh, Jeff and I were saying, I think this is the best iteration of the show yet. Year five, uh, Jeff Keighley's been running a tight ship here, especially lately.
1: It was a great show, yeah. It, uh, I, I thought thought they did a very, very good job with it this year.
0: flowed nicely, a lot of celebrities, uh, pretty good reveals. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that there for the body of the show here. But uh, first of all, what are we playing? What's in our systems? And uh, you, the listener at home, we want to hear from you as well. Uh, leave a comment on our social media, whether, uh, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can check us out there. But uh, I'll go to Jeff first. What are you playing?
1: uh we all know what the, my answer to this
0: is i guess it should be what else are you playing really?
1: Yeah. at this point yeah <laughs> um i mean interestingly i do have legend of zelda oracle of seasons on the vir- virtual console for my 3ds which was god was that 1999 2000 for the original game boy color so that, i just decided to pick that up out of the blue and start playing that but um the brunt of my time no surprise is super smash brothers ultimate on switch right now
0: now how much have you played so far
1: um, I want to say, and I've had the game now since launch of so the Ford, I think I've got like 20 hours already dumped into it.
0: Did you get it Thursday night or Friday morning?
1: I got it Friday morning. Gotcha. Technically, did I I didn't really start playing until Friday evening. Um, pretty but good. I, yeah, I really went ham over the weekend then <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's addicting just, um, the, di- the different like event matches and spirit in the the spirit mode in the game. It's, it's a real easy one. Wa- it's a real easy way to sit down and be like, okay, I'll just do one more battle and then you know, ten battles later, and twenty minutes later, you're like, oh, I got to do a couple more. Early impressions? It's really, really good. Um, all that we hoped it would be. Yeah. Um. You know, all ulti- It's it is ultimate in the sense that this probably is the very best iteration. It's missing a couple things just because you know there's some exclusive modes that they couldn't carry over from some of the past games, but um, it, it's really just incredible that the roster that they've got in there. It's you know, seventy five plus characters because there are some DLC characters on the way, and that they balance this as well as they appear to have done so is quite remarkable. We've barely scratched the surface of what the competitive scene is going to be like for now. We're not going to know for weeks, if not months, you know, just how balanced the roster is. But from what I can see early on, they did a fantastic job um, getting every, getting everything cohesive in there, making sure like, you know, the balance is good, that there's not necessarily overpowered or under underpowered characters.
0: You might even get into years on that discussion when it comes to the competitive scene because this, uh, you know, you could argue it was... Obviously, it was made for the hardcore Nintendo fan, but man... Got to keep that in mind with with all that goes on with esports nowadays. Just a
1: gigantic roster. You don't see that kind of roster anymore in a fighting game. This is you know this is darn near unprecedented.
0: Not even just that many characters, but that many well known characters. Uh, that is a very you know people joke about the Avengers Infinity War being the most ambitious team up ever, and they're they're not wrong with Smash Brothers here being in the argument for that. Uh, so, it's it's been uh, it's been. Going strong here early on, if the internet is any indication. Yeah. Favorite character or favorite new character to play as? Uh, I actually haven't even
1: unlocked every character yet. Um, it's funny. You only start off with eight characters. The original eight from the very first Super Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. From the N64 title. So you got to unlock, you know, the 60 whatever it is to get, the, you know, the full roster. Um, it's really cool to play as Young Link again, who is making his first appearance since the GameCube. Iteration Super Smash Brothers Melee, um, it's like the Link from Ocarina of Time before he grows up into the adult. So it's like the ten and eleven year old version of Link. Uh, I really like playing as him again. I think in terms of the brand new characters, um, I'm really really liking the Belmonts from Castlevania, Simon and Richter Belmont. They are really really fun to play as, and they just feel right at home in this, given the history that
0: Castlevania has with Nintendo platforms. Well, so far so good. I'm actually. I don't even have my hands on the game yet but I do look forward to the DLC that will be coming down the road for this. Um, because it's it it's just made perfectly to fit that model here and and like we said before there's 75 characters we're talking about. DLC is truly going to be DLC. They mm-hmm. weren't holding back say 20 characters here. Uh anything else is going to be an additional character where some games uh, you feel like they put stuff behind a paywall and call it DLC. Doesn't seem like that's the case here. So, anything else? Uh, that you're playing right now, anything that you have time for, I should no, say. No,
1: not at all. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to figure out who's going to be my main character, so that's uh, Smash Brothers is going to keep me occupied for a good long while,
0: long into the new year, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am playing a game called Change the Baby's Diaper. That's uh, that's great. I always uh, always score high on that. What's the age rating on that? Uh, that a- let's see. What was the? What was it? They had a. There was a Sesame Street game that came out on the original PlayStation. Uh, I don't think it was rated everyone. I think it, there was one that was like higher or lower, I guess on the on
1: the total oh, poll. You know what they used to do? It was K A Kids to Adults.
0: That's what it was before they did everyone, right? Right, oh, and then it yeah. became
1: everyone, and then they eventually brought in E ten, which yes. is you know in between T and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was K A, and I, I think that was like like original PlayStation, Nintendo sixty four days. I think they changed
0: that? it mid generation there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I played that, basically, and by the time Baby goes to bed, man, I I am following suit, unfortunately. So I am still barely scratching the surface on Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, And that's a lot of surface. uh, That is going to be a long game. And you know what? It's a good game. I'm enjoying it. The bits I've played of it so far, when I play it, I don't want to put it down. Um, One thing I want to say and I haven't played far enough to judge this game yet, but one thing that's always been on my mind when it comes to these massive open-world games is that uh, a lot of times in gaming, endless choices, um, huge, vast open worlds, no shortage of places to go, you can literally talk to everybody in the game. That does not always equate to great, in my opinion. I agree. And a lot of times, uh, and there's kind of a stigma out there, it's like, the choice is yours. You know, create your path. Create your story. I'm not saying that's what was touted or promoted for this game. However, uh, it, it, I haven't found that that groove yet with it just yet. Uh, but it, it is a just humongous map. I can't even iterate how big it is. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have the game, take a look online. You, you'll be wowed. Uh, but I do like the characters so far. I like the... The setting, of course, The Wild Wild West is really fun uh, right just before the turn of the century into the 1900s, and uh, really loving the main cast of characters that I've uh, been able to see so far. So, uh, also playing uh, a very short game, however, I'm only under chapter two out of five, uh, is Bendy and the Ink Machine, and this is what I've talked about since I got back from, from E3, and every time we talked about our most anticipated lists, this was on there for me, Uh I will say, it's a scary game. Creepy,
1: right? Yeah, it's it's
0: atmospheric jump scares. So you know, it's it's animated, and that's what Bendy is. He's basically this animated character. Almost think of it like a, a sinful version of Disney. So I like to explain it. Basically, there's I haven't gotten far enough to unlock the story elements that I want to see just yet, but uh, around every corner. Like my my heart is racing, I don't know if something's gonna pop out at me, yeah, basically, you're in this this long abandoned animation factory, uh, they call it a factory, and really it's uh where they used to create this cartoon back in the day. I assume the show got cancelled, the cartoon came to life, and that's what's happening. I just haven't gotten far enough to to realize it yet, but i uh it's one of the games where like if I'm a little bit tired or if, if it's nighttime, I don't want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm really, really enjoying myself there. This is uh, from Rooster Teeth Games. And then, lastly, uh, Spyro Reignited. I have sunk the most time into that of any game in the last month. I beat 1 and 2. Uh, I'm not quite at 100%. I'm in the 70s on both games, but it's just addicting trying to to go around, collect the gems, collect the different orbs, depending on the game you're in. It's my first run-through on any Spyro game. really enjoying myself. The world's really colorful. uh, All three worlds, or all the worlds in all three games, I should say, are very colorful. Um, It's fun to see and think flashback to, like, the late 90s on this game and how much of a juggernaut that was for the original PlayStation.
1: 20 years now since the first one came out.
0: 20 years, uh, and here we are. It's going strong. We got Crash Bandicoot last year. We're getting another Crash Bandicoot next year. It's a good time for fans of that early PlayStation era. Uh, so I'm really enjoying myself there. Last, uh, two weeks ago, actually, on social media, we posed a question on uh, on Facebook, and it was, why is gaming important to you? So we want to incorporate more of the community in all that we do at the Geekiverse, and this is one way that we can do it. Uh, so uh, two replies, in particular, I wanted to read. One was from Jordan Kucharski. Uh apologize if I'm saying that last name incorrectly. But Jordan writes, there are different reasons, honestly. It depends on the game. Some games I just play because it's fun. Some games I play for a good story. Some games I play to experience the atmosphere. Some games I play for nostalgia. All good reasons. Yeah. I think that sums up
1: a lot of us. I think that sums up any form of entertainment, not just video games. I think that's a great way to describe any kind of fictional or pop culture that we take
0: in. Uh, nostalgia is big these days, that's for sure. And R- I think that's more and more in gaming, obviously, with what we just talked about. Spyro and Crash are right. two prominent games that have come out, re-come out, in the in the last two years here. You
1: know, we're a generation that really grew up with video games from start to finish. You know, they were already prominent when we were born, and they continue to be that way all through the rest of
0: our lives. It, absolutely, and it's only the beginning if you look in the the really the it's true. the scheme of the industry itself. Uh, it's, it's in its infancy, and that's super exciting. Uh, Churd Oyer also wrote in, I mostly play games as a way to relieve stress and relax. takes my mind off all the nonsense I might otherwise worry about and fixate on. The other reason is that great interactive storytelling is unlike what can be done with any other medium. That's why I gravitate toward things like Metal Gear Solid, Enslaved Odyssey to the West, Half-Life, Gone Home, etc. The means by which stories can be told in video games and the ways that they can affect you are much more meaningful and impactful in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, well said and deep.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Jordan and Jared, thank you so much for writing in. Um, I would say, you know, the, there's a few reasons I play, and probably a mixture of all of that, but I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, and I get a lot of. There's almost like this this drive to finish a game or to to complete a task. I get this satisfaction out of finishing a story or a game, and I love. Uh, speaking of story, storytelling in video games. I think there's a way you can connect with certain characters and sometimes the just the overall concept of of a given universe or land that's been created in a video game that uh, I'm not saying you cannot connect with in a movie or a TV show, but to me, I, I think I tend to kind of lean this way with video games. You're, you're holding the control. You're a part of that universe. Yeah,
1: it's definitely the most interactive of you know just about any of the major mediums in entertainment. Um, and that's why I've, I've always just absolutely detested when people say um, that video games are mind-numbing entertainment because they're anything but. Because in a lot of games, you are con- you have to constantly be aware of what you're doing in there. A um, lot of problem-solving. You, know, you know, like with like the Legend of Zelda games, I uh, I really am thankful that I grew up playing those because they made me at a young age think about puzzle-solving, think about how to think outside the box, Um just different tasks and brain teasers that I, I wouldn't have necessarily gotten in, uh, you, you know, books, movies, television, any other form of entertainment. Um, that one comment was, from our Facebook was very, very accurate that video games are so engrossing, so interactive. We, ha- we You know, we have an impact on the way that those worlds play out.
0: And it's evolving more and more every year, but I think there truly is something for everyone. Uh, there used to be a time when you could kind of, you knew every single game that was coming out and, and nowadays there's new games weekly if not to a point daily that are in development that are releasing that are being announced on the horizon and you can't play them all. We're to the point where you cannot physically play them all anymore. Nope. And I'm not saying you should but they're <laughs> it's like movies and TV and, and that's always bothered me is when people kind of look down on video games particularly maybe mid to, to older adults not always. Yeah, certain generations. Certain generations. <laughs> um, and to my to that, I respond, well, do you watch TV? Do you watch a movie? They're, they're doing the thinking for you in, in a lot of ways. Agreed. With a video game, you are along for the ride, but you are in control of what happens in most cases. Yeah. Whether it's even linear experiences to a point. There's reflexes. Right. Uh, there's decisions. Um, and sometimes they're unforgiving decisions, and you got to make them very quickly. Doesn't happen when you're watching a TV show or a movie. You just kind of sit there and, and let it happen, and you you react to it.
1: Yeah, not the case here. I had a teacher in grammar school, grammar school and middle school, who always said that he would much prefer to see his kids and his students play a video game than just sit on the couch and watch TV or a movie, because sitting on the couch watching TV in a movie is such a passive uh, activity, as opposed to a video game, which he always affirmed uh challenged you to you know challenge your reflexes your awareness your problem solving um how you think he just said he always preferred that and that's always resonated me ever since um and you know like our uh, like we've been saying here there's there's a lot about a video game that's mentally stimulating as opposed to other forms of entertainment which don't really ask a lot out of you when you when you indulge in them
0: and studies will show that uh it really is good for your brain now this is not as with everything everything in moderation sure mm-hmm. but uh it shows that it's really good for critical thinking and um quick decision making so that's that's one thing to to consider here is uh you know the next time someone tells you kind of hey oh my gosh you play video games grow up guess what the average you'd be shocked to see the average age of a gamer and that in the last between five to seven years, gaming has gone from 42% uh, being female to up to 50% currently. Yeah. So one in two gamers is a is a girl, a female. In the past, that was always a stigma. Games are for little boys, right?
1: I mean, it still kind of is, honestly. It, it still is. It's, it's, de- n- it's still, wrong. Yeah. It, it, no, it's 100% wrong, but there's definitely still kind of this thing that a girl who likes geeky entertainment is you know
0: weird it's just it's it's not normal part of our mission here at the geekiverse has always been to kind of go along with uh not making the geekiverse or or geeky things mainstream but to say that it, it no better way to put it geek is chic. geek is it's it's cool now it's it's different it's totally different from when we grew up it, being in, in the 90s
1: enjoy what you love enjoy what you love yeah never never let somebody determine how much you how how much Never let somebody determine how passionate you are about something that you enjoy.
0: Exactly, and this is where we pour our passion into. Now, we also asked last week two other questions on Facebook, so we had a bit of a poll here, uh, which was relevant for a few reasons. One of the questions I did not like at all. No, no, uh, Pavlak was all over the one of these. But uh, we asked game, our, our fans if you could play one franchise for the rest of your life. Between the two, which one would you pick? We chose Spyro the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot. Now, this was surprising to me because I always felt like Crash was more mainstream, but I don't know what that says about our our followers here. Uh, 75% said Spyro the Dragon. That was surprising really? to me. I thought it would be closer if not in Crash's favor. I would have definitely pegged Crash to be ahead of that. And... and Granted, I never played Spyro. I'm just one person growing up. I played, like I always talk about, I played the demo numerous times, but the Crash Bandicoot games were like my bread and butter. Right. Special place in my heart. And uh, it's kind of funny to see. I wonder if part of it is that Spyro was just coming out and that was a relevant thing. Uh, But, you know, Crash Bandicoot came out last year, so it's not like it was a few years back that we're talking. Right. In terms of being relevant. So. I, uh, I like that one a lot. I thought that was a, a fun little discussion, but I was shocked at how many people were just adamant that it was Spyro because I could almost flip a coin myself. Right. Uh, but I would ultimately choose Crash. Now, the other one I knew, uh, I, didn't tell, I didn't tell Jeff that I was going to be posting it, uh, but he policed it himself anyway. <laughs> uh, we had the same question. Which one would you play if you could only play one for the rest of your life? We chose the Mario franchise or The Legend of Zelda.
1: I never actually answered it. What is it. your answer? I actually I, was going to ask not. You. I'm not answering it. I'm just, I'm not.
0: You're just not doing it. No. It seemed like from your comments you were leaning towards Mario. I think you don't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is... It's a hypothetical, obviously. Yeah. You
1: know, you know Zelda is a single player experience. Um, replaying it, you know, it's... There's no, there. You know, the replaying it. It's not like you're gonna necessarily see the game sequences or gameplay change too often. Whereas with Mario, if we're counting Mario like the brand, not just the Super Mario series, you're talking about Mario Kart, Mario Party, all the different Mario sports titles. There's a lot more options, right? The Mario RPGs, which I believe are some of the best RPGs ever made. So there's just there's just so many, you know, so much more different options. It Mario is much more carefree. Zelda. Uh, can definitely be a bit of an uh, emotional and mentally exhausting experience, depending on the game and the and the and the sequence you're playing through. It's it's kind of like comparing, you know. <laughs> Would you rather watch, you know, a movie that's poignant and, you know, extremely emotional, thought provoking, but breaks your heart or, you know, watch a, you know, a popcorn blockbuster or like a Jumanji or something like that. Would you
0: rather watch Jumanji or Titanic? Right. Done. Well, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Juma- yeah. Obviously. Let's get a better about- movie than
1: Titanic and let's get like Logan or Schindler's List in there or something like that. But, I'm you know, you're right.
0: Yeah. It- I. You know, we're talking about the goat here with, with Jumanji. Mm hmm. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so our poll for Mario versus Zelda, seventy three percent said Mario. I guess I could see that. It does not as much that of a doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Because uh, Mario, me. well, I mean Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. I would associate, if I had to, with the more hardcore gamer, and that's no slight at the more casual gamer at all, by the way. And there's different different definitions of that. But with Mario, I think, like Pav said, everyone. You could ask, you could have a room full of maybe 10 people and they would give you 10 different answers on their favorite Mario game sure. ever. Sure. Or, and you know, what
1: you know what kind of Mario game they played. I'm sure some of them didn't play Mario Galaxy, but I'm sure they all, you know, or uh, I should say a bunch played Mario Kart 64 at one point. Right. Maybe some of them played Paper Mario, whereas others played, you know, the, the first three on the original Nintendo. The sheer volume yeah. alone. there's there's Mario has been in every darn jar- genre humanly possible with all his spinoffs.
0: All over, all over the place, Um, and it speaks. It's a testament to the quality of the, the franchise overall in in terms of how long it's been, how varied it's been, still going strong. Yeah, Uh, that's Nintendo's mascot. I loved, I loved Odyssey. Like that was such. It was a game that came out at such a good time for me, and it was in the middle of a bunch of other games that I really loved, which is still saying a lot. And the Switch was really, you know, really picking up steam. And, like, I always think back to the, the theme song for Odyssey. It's so wonderful and catchy and classy. And, uh, again, like, that song was playing throughout Nintendo's whole, like, area at E3 that year. And it was just such a memorable thing. Everyone was walking around with Cappy. Uh, it was, it was really, really great. So for me, it was that. Was, even though it's it's barely a year old at this point, a year and two months, I I believe. Right.
1: Um Uh yeah, it was October. October fifth, I think. I thought it was late October last year. I could be wrong about
0: that. I could be wrong as well. I, uh, I feel that. like it was the Hold fifth on.
1: only because I think let's 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 get this before somebody in the comments tries to correct us.
0: I think it was the fifth I, because Assassin's Creed came out same day.
1: I do know for a fact that I can tell you with absolute certainty it was October. Yes. October twenty seventh. I was way off. I knew I was way off, but
0: uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I might have mixed it up with this year's... Because uh, Assassins came out on the 4th or 5th this year. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Gotcha. And, and Wolfenstein also came out on the same day. That's what
1: No, it definitely right? came out with a bunch of different things. It, I think it was, it was Wolfenstein, Assassin's Creed, and Mario within like three days of each and other And there was or a fourth like one in there that I'm forgetting. Right. I, I definitely am too, And I, but I just remember it was a bunch of great games dropped at once. I
0: remember having to pick and choose because I basically could only afford one at the time.
1: Like you said, you can't play every video game that releases nowadays. <laughs> you, you just can't. can't. I mean, unless you want to sleep and... You know, I mean, if you want to sleep and eat
0: properly. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, good times. Tell us. Uh, you know, it's not too late to give us that answer. Would you rather play Spyro or Crash Bandicoot? And would you rather play Mario or Zelda? Uh, let us know on Facebook. Leave a comment right on our wall. We'd be happy to jump right back on that. Uh, just a, a quick moment here. want to talk about our sponsor, uh, our partner, excuse me, Fantistic. Uh They make wonderful geeky-themed shirts. You can check them out at 26shirts.com slash fantastic. That's F-A-N-T-E-E-S-T-I-C. That is headed up by Del Reed and the wonderful people over at the 26 Shirts uh, crew downtown Buffalo. They make wonderful new geeky shirts. There is a promo uh, ongoing for 10% off of your order if you use our code at checkout, geek10. That's G-E-E-K-T-E-N, geek10. 10% 10% off of your order as well. Uh, each shirt purchase that you do directly through their website, uh, a portion of that will go to a family or a charity in need. So please consider that. Check those out. One more time, 26 com slash fantastic. So the meat of the show today, we're getting on talking about the 2018 game awards now not to be confused with the geek awards uh, but very different thing very different thing we'll have those out for you in the coming weeks and we'll have the fans choice geek awards as well where you can vote in each poll so uh, the game awards best year yet Jeff Keeley has been doing a wonderful job this was year five for the show since he took over uh, big names really good flow some nice announcements what do you think overall of the show
1: I thought it was fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed it last year. Um, I enjoyed it the year before too. But I feel like this year everything just floats so well. the The production values on this are top notch. The it, awkward it,
0: the, pauses are are getting to be less <laughs> and less. Yeah. Um, relevant.
1: Yeah. The setup inside it is it, very professional looking. Um, the it stream like the right, like it. It looks. It, it looks absolutely like a very prestigious event it does it, it has that vibe of you know like a very you know art, artistic very high end um, kind of entertainment event it it definitely defies you know some of the stigma behind video games
0: it's a big deal and like i was saying before you had uh, panic at the disco uh, the lead singer of that group there to announce an award you had weezer there like holy crap weezer one of the you know most influential rock slash punk bands in in ever the, it, ever is a good way to put it Uh, Also, the Russo brothers who just helmed the Avengers uh, Infinity War and will be... Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. I think he's been there before, too. I think he has, too. I'm almost positive he has. That's saying a lot. So, you know, this video games aren't a joke anymore, folks. They're here to stay, and they're only getting bigger. Uh, We're going to kind of run through just some of the the announcements here uh, from the night. And... uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you kind of our take on, on what we thought were some of the biggest surprises of the show, I guess. Uh, but the show kicked off with uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. So very, very colorful, high-octane musical game. Uh, I thought this was a really nice way to start off the show.
1: I had no idea what I was watching when they first dropped that trailer, but I'm really intrigued by it. I don't know exactly. I mean, it's obviously some kind of rhythm game, I'm assuming. That's what it looked like to me. But it looks really, really fun. And the visuals are... I mean trippy, but also gorgeous.
0: Oh yeah, oh it's a die for it. They were um, a little bit of an anime art style. Yeah, uh, it, it looks shaded.
1: like yeah, it looks like you know like anime and like anime shapes, but with like that gaudy neon light um, coloration and lighting scheme. Oh yeah, it looks really like there's like an electronica kind of vibe to it. I don't know what it was, but I'm just I'm really intrigued by that game.
0: If you imagine kind of the color palette of The Wolf Among Us from a few years back, that that would probably match this a little bit. Oh, I think this is even brighter. Oh, it is like, brighter. This is like, this, this is, is intense. <laughs> this is like, hey, be careful. It's like taking yeah, the
1: color scheme out of a rave <laughs> and dropping it in the game. I, um, it was
0: intense, uh, but it's that, coming out, uh, we think, sometime in 2019. I think it said spring. Was it, it, it spring? It, oh, God.
1: Yeah, uh, timed exclusive on Switch, so at some point they said it'll release on
0: PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I saw a commercial the other day recently... I think it was on Hulu for the Switch. It said over 1,000 games. Thought, Already? Yeah. I don't think the Wii, Wii U even had half that. Between all the mm. uh, AAA games that okay. you see, yeah. between, I mean, you didn't have that on the Wii U because you had yeah. it early on and then sales yeah. dipped and you weren't getting <laughs> effect in, in Assassin's Creed and all that.
1: So this 1,000, I'm assuming it includes like the indie and yes. like eShop. That makes sense because the uh, Switch's eShop has just exploded. It is, b- it is a haven for
0: indie developers. Anytime we get a uh, a review offer, it's generally for the Switch. Yeah. And it, it's taken over kind of... I think the, the PlayStation Vita was kind of the place for a while mm-hmm. when it came to to indies. And right. granted, they're still being made for the Vita. Uh, however, the Switch is now the place to go. This was an exciting one for me. Uh one of 2013's most popular games The Stanley Parable Is coming to consoles For the first time I almost couldn't believe That it hadn't been On the console yet I couldn't believe there it was 2013 That that came out Also <laughs> couldn't believe that Like Like Man I can't believe it It's almost 2019 uh, It blows my mind But There's going to be New gameplay elements And new endings So Never played this game They're going to call it The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe It'll come out in 2019 For Xbox One and PS4 and possibly switch. I don't believe that was confirmed in the trailer, but that is kind of the rumblings that I heard. I got to imagine it will. Anyway, this game, to me, and granted I haven't played it, had vibes of gone home to a point. Uh, Atmospheric, a little bit open, yet a contained environment. Anyway... This will be a wonderful game. I can see it kind of coming to the Xbox Games Pass shortly or when it releases, and it'll be a nice thing for gamers to get a piece of one of the most popular games in in recent memory on the PC over on your home console. I think it's going to be nice. The next uh, announcement that came to pass was Journey to the Savage Planet. Uh, This one was from 505 Games and Typhoon Studios. And I like the kind of, let me see. Was this the one with the, the humor element in the trailer? Or was this the one that had more of the, this might have had the more all Fallout feel to it.
1: No, you're thi- I think you might be thinking of Obsidian's game.
0: Yes, that's what I'm confusing it with. Yeah. My apologies. Uh, ju- so we don't know much about Journey to the, the Savage Planet, which, you know, great name by the way. Uh, right after that, we it was rapid fire mode. We went to a game called Among Trees, very atmospheric. Um, it looked like a, a painting coming to life. <sighs> One nothing kings.
1: Uh, it's, it's gonna be funny when people are listening to this, like you know, weeks after know. that game had happened, and they're like, "What? Do you know? Who,
0: do you know who's <laughs> playing gold for the Kings tonight?" Yeah, I saw. Gosh. I saw. <sighs> hope we, I hope we light him up. Thing about Cal Peterson, <laughs> he was my guy. Uh Yeah, so, I never heard the end of that. No. And the Sabres might not either now. So no other details were given other than Among Trees is going to be coming to Steam early access in 2019. And this looks like a game prime to come to console. I can't imagine it not being on my Switch at some point.
1: Among Trees, like that announcement is one of my favorite. like is is an example of one of my favorite things about what the Game Awards has become in that It's this massive, prestigious event being shown all around the world, and yet they're taking time to show off indie games that are made by, in some cases, a couple guys, you know, possibly in their basement. Like, I believe Jeff Keighley said that Among Trees is made by a studio of three people. Yep. Like, that is a dream kind of platform for these small developers to get their game out there.
0: It's really exciting, and more than any other medium, music included, the playing field is really even, um, where... You know, granted, in gaming, you have to make a lot of money in order to survive as a studio. However, you you could theoretically throw together a crew of people who know or maybe they don't know what they're doing and they're finding their way and they, they produce a masterpiece. Like It, it can happen. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, you the,
1: te- to- the technology is in so many hands now.
0: Mm-hmm. You tell a good story. You get behind the technical side of it, and you're you're good to go. Right. And uh, they're they're all over the place. So, so we're seeing that on the same stage as God of War and Red Dead Redemption Right. Like two. how cool is it? How cool must that be games. for those
1: three guys who are you know working their butts off on this game, possibly in their spare time. I'll bet you they have you know full time jobs yep. beyond you know making this game.
0: Absolutely, and like, they may until they create a second. You, game. Know, just, you know,
1: good for them. That's just that's one. I I love seeing that. I love seeing you know small content creators. Get on the big get their chance on the big stage like that.
0: So I thought this was the night's first rather uh, bombshell, if you will. This was from Marvel, and it was not the Avengers four trailer (laughs) as we know it, Endgame. But uh, we got Marvel Alliance three, Ultimate Alliance. uh, Excuse me, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, the Black Order. Did we really not get a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game since 2009? That's true. Is that the last one?
1: That was the last time. Yeah. Someone
0: mentioned that to me, and I was like, All right, they can't be right. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, Because
1: it's people saying, I've been waiting 10 years, and it's exclusive to Switch. It's you know, people who only have like a PlayStation
0: or an Xbox. <laughs> I'll tell you, people are mad oh, that yeah. this is just coming to start. Oh,
1: did you see the comment section on YouTube? <laughs> There's so much salt in there. Oh, God.
0: I couldn't be more excited. Now, I have a Switch. I, I've got an Xbox One. I've got a PS4. I'm 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 very lucky in that regard. I would be <laughs> upset, I guess, if this was just coming to Switch. But everything doesn't have to be on every system.
1: And it doesn't have to be. And from what it appears, this is only happening because Nintendo is is fronting the budget for it. They reached out to Marvel and Disney to get the okay to make it, and they're um they're letting Team Ninja develop it. Unbelievable. Who, who they've worked with several times in the past between Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors. Um Team Ninja also did NIO or Neo Yep. the other year. Um so Nintendo has a history where oh oh Team Ninja was also the one they did Metroid LRM with, which was basically Metroid plus Ninja Gaiden. You've got- so there there's a history between Nintendo and Team Ninja. So I mean it makes perfect sense how this all came together. At first I was baffled. I'm like, how did Nintendo pull this off? But once I you know, you looked into the details, Nintendo's basically it, it, they led the endeavor on getting this
0: out. It looked, I thought it was a sequel to the Guardians Telltale game at first, even though Telltale's not around, when they showed the Guardians of the Galaxy. But then we find Iron Man, Captain America, Wolverine, Thanos, Uh, it's just, this looks like a blast, and I can't wait to play it. The shocking news, like I said, is that it's coming exclusively to Nintendo Switch, and it is slated for a 2019 release.
1: That is such a good grab by Nintendo. I that bet is you just it a will G- come out in
0: 2019 also. It doesn't I, feel like a delay game. No.
1: I, they're going to try and capitalize on the uh, Avengers Endgame. And we type. saw
0: a lot of it, too, it felt like, whereas sometimes when games are revealed, you get a title screen. Yeah. Um, and that's about it.
1: Uh, I, You know, the, the engine's basically built there. I'm sure they're going to take, you know, what was there for the first two games you know, boosted up a little bit. You know, because I believe the last one was on like the GameCube, PlayStation Two, Xbox era. No, so it
0: was. Bu- I think it was 360 era. I
1: think that was a port then. Was it? Because yeah. I'm almost positive that Ultimate Alliance 2 was still on GameCube.
0: Huh. Let, let oh, Let's check. I'll have to double check on that. Let me take a look so, at that. A lot of characters show up in the trailer that they showed. You can see it right at thegeekiverse.com. Uh, very colorful, and um, I, I really was surprised that this was coming.
1: It looks just, like, the, the visuals and, like, the art direction is very reminiscent of the Marvel versus Capcom uh, oh, games yeah. in recent years. Oh, definitely. And yeah, it's so cool to see Wolverine there. You know, there were, you, there's not the, you know, MCU, Sony, Fox divide here. You've got Wolverine in there. Um, they showed off, uh, I believe Archangel was in the background at one point. So
0: this would have had to have been in development for a while. Possibly, because- yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think about the crossover with those characters. I don't think that that came into gaming so much. Right? Did we see Spider-Man in this? I don't think we did.
1: I'm pretty sure he was hanging around it at some point. I'm almost positive. I see what you did there. I, I know. All right. right. So, uh, uh, by the way, you were correct. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 2 came out for Xbox 360, DS, PlayStation 3, Wii, pardon me, PSP, PS2. PSP. And then. in PS2. Just two years ago, PlayStation 4, PC, and Xbox One.
0: I need to play that. I think that's a good go back and their They're fun load up, games. Especially now that I can load it up to my PS4 or Xbox One.
1: They're like like Dungeon Crawler beat 'em ups with heavy RPG elements and you're playing as the whole you know, like, you know the whole Marvel superhero cast.
0: It's pretty cool. Think about that. When that came out, we only had Iron Man in the MCU. Yeah,
1: yeah think about that.
0: Uh, so we had not that- yet received moving oh wait, we had the
1: Hulk as well. And You know, if I'm not mistaken, then when the first one came out, you didn't have any of that. I think the first one even predated the first Iron Man movie.
0: What, maybe 06?
1: Yeah, I think it was 2005, 2006, something like that. Not
0: received Spider-Man 3 yet. Or that. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, here you go. October 2006. You know, sometimes my mind
0: works with uh, numbers and dates and all that. Uh, That... You know what? I, I'm going to go back and play Ultimate Alliance 2. I just... I gotta...
1: Yeah, you didn't even have Spider-Man 3, and, like, I think the only trilogy that would have been completed at that point was um, the first X-Men trilogy. Yeah. Like, X1, 2, and 3, then. It's
0: incredible. Wow. Think, <laughs> think about it. And this is coming out now in, in the, the heyday of yeah. superhero flicks. No,
1: just Nintendo capitalized on this. This is such a good business move by them.
0: It really was. That was... Uh, that's one of the best investments I've seen in a long time. Um, man, Marvel video games... Have really taking a turn recently yeah you know obviously spider-man was great
1: people um, are hungry for superheroes man there's no such thing as superhero fatigue we're I just getting people, started on gaming too Yeah, people whisper that but it ain't happening people are really digging superheroes it's across all BS. uh all mediums right now
0: so any last thoughts on that
1: no i think we covered that one pretty good all right i'm, I'm looking forward to that i'm
0: i'm really i'm really pumped that nintendo pulled that off me too. That's that's a day one for me, <laughs> as I say. Um, Far Cry New Dawn. So this leaked earlier in the day. Oh, and, really? Uh, it was touted that a Far Cry announcement was coming, uh, but then the artwork for this, along with the logo, appeared. Yeah. You know what? Every leak nowadays is not really a true leak. It's a, hey, go ahead and create hype for this thing. At least that's what I think most, nine <laughs> out of ten times. Anyway... I I don't really need another Far Cry game. I haven't played the last few. Um, Definitely there's an audience for it because they sell very well. Um, This one is, from what I understand, a new game. Oh. And not truly a spinoff, despite the protagonist from Far Cry 5 showing up in the trailer.
1: Because you and I were actually debating that as the show was going on.
0: Now, when they're saying it's a new game... I don't know if that means we're getting a $30 game here. So, like, when Uncharted The Lost Legacy came out, it was a new game featuring two new protagonists. Right. But it was, in a way, connected to 4.
1: Or, like, Far Cry Primal. Because I asked you, I'm like, what do you think this is? Because I couldn't decide at the time if that's a new game, an
0: expansion, DLC. Like, what is this? Well, I'm with you. So, like, Primal was a new game, you know, a $60 retail release, but it was a spinoff. Right. Kind of. You know, so I I don't know where they're going with this. It doesn't appeal to me. They don't look like... Far Cry is crazy to begin with, but I I don't know. It's weird how, if you watch the trailer, it feels like they were like, oh, shoot, Bethesda's Rage 2 is going to take some of the market on this, so we have to come up with an equally colorful and crazy game. And then we're going to throw in two new protagonists, and then i think it even starts with them talking about the day the bombs fell so this <laughs> is in the apocalypse so now they're trying to also take a chunk of bethesda's fallout it's just weird like it doesn't know what it wants to be to me but
1: it's very early it's really interesting this trend in especially shooters whether first person or third person the last couple of years that they're kind of veering toward this like super colorful super zany um, tone and color palette to them. And you saw it with a Sunset Overdrive. You're seeing it with the Rage. You're seeing it with this. Fallout started taking on a bit of a comedic vibe, and I think a lot of it stems from the Overwatch hype. Um, oh, another yeah. one. Team Fortress Two a couple years ago was so Fortnite. Big. Yeah, Fort. There you go. Fortnite.
0: Even you know those games are. You're right.
1: And like on the PlayStation Three, Xbox, uh, 360 era, it was the. the 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 trend was very realistic, very modern shooters. Games like Killzone, games like Modern Warfare, Battlefield. And now we're kind of shifting to this, like I said, very colorful, off-the-wall, goofy kind of vibe
0: with shooters. I think it's just interesting how that's panned out. I th- yeah, I agree. And uh, trends kind of, well, they become trends for a reason, but they, they all tend to gravitate towards, obviously, what's going to sell the most. Yeah. Um, Rage 2 is an exciting game to me because of how much fun it looks like. Yeah. And it's, you know, tonally a complete one eighty from that first game. First one looks like Mad Max color tones and yeah. uh very down and it was so it was high energy but like think it was intense. It was metal music. Yeah. Whereas Rage Two is like high octane but it's punk music. And it's fun it's, and yeah, it's yeah, goofy weapons. Yeah, just off like, the wall. I played Rage Two, I'll tell you that. I really enjoyed it. Some of the weapons are so ridiculous and fun, and obviously, clearly unrealistic. But that's the point of these games—to be just goofy and fun. Yeah. And it almost felt like it took just a little influence from Saints Row to me. Okay, that was another. Yeah, that just was another series
1: that had that jarring right? tonal shift at some point.
0: You had your Grand Theft Auto. That right. Was it was always Granth- big.
1: It was a Grand Theft Auto. Well, right. okay. Now you're saying Grand Theft Auto is kind of no. going that direction too, or what
0: I'm saying is, when Saints Row came out, it was trying to be a uh, lot of what yeah. Grand Theft Auto was, and Definitely. it was fine for yeah. the first two games. But then for the third one, mm-hmm. they decided they needed to be that outlaw. They needed to be I that agree, different yeah. kind of franchise, and they went crazy. Mm-hmm. And even in Saints Row Four, he becomes president. Like right. that's hilarious. Which I bought for seven bucks two years ago at Christmas time. <laughs> I haven't seven played it yet. Bucks. I've got to go play. It was on an Xbox Live sale. And I was like, seven bucks, I'm never gonna beat that. It came with uh, all the DLC too. Oh. So I've gotta get there because it just looks like it's a blast. Crackdown's kinda doing the same too, if I'm you're it, absolutely it, correct. With the even the the, the Terry Crews promos. Yeah, if you might agree, yeah. He uh man, I love Terry Crews. but oh, those do too. <laughs> <laughs> he uh I he'd he'd be fun in uh the third Jumanji movie. Uh, yeah, Along I can see that. The, those other two goofballs. Um yeah. You're right with the the whole colorful trend here. I like it. I think it kind of represents fun. It's uh, just interesting. It is especially
1: interesting. especially what a 180 it is from last generation, where everyone was trying to be the next modern warfare,
0: grizzled, right? Yeah, like grizzled
1: that, and gritty and brown and gray, that might and be realistic. The Dark yeah. <laughs> Stepping into no, no, definitely. I think it definitely goes across other entertainment because then you saw the MCU take on a little more colorful, more um, bright, and, you know, more levity to their movies.
0: And they, I think, for the most part, a lot of the Marvel... Well, there's a debate there to be had, but some of the Marvel movies really strive to be fun yeah. uh, above all else. And obviously, different case with the Avengers movies we're going through right now, to a point, but uh, it's fun being the analytical people that we are to see where those trends go. Mm-hmm. Um, so an, an announcement came uh, for a game called Scavengers, which is a multiplayer-focused game coming out in 2019. Uh, the game is is a shooter and will focus on team-based squad play. Um, the I thought the trailer w- was relatively interesting. The vibe to me, without knowing much about it, seems like they're trying to cut out a piece of the pie that games like Destiny and the upcoming Anthem, the shared world shooters, are going to. Yeah. Because it said you work together in squad, and that screams that to me. Now, Gears of War was a squad-based game, but really single-player with Linear, Yeah. Uh, this one seems... A little bit open world to me, and what's sure. funny is the promo image of it uh, matches that yellowish brownish original Rage tone that we were talking about being the opposite of everything. So I, I don't know if you had much to say on this one. I, this I one don't. was kind of no. I, I'm with you. It was it was a, a little bit under the radar, I guess. And how could it not be? Because the next announcement for me uh, was a game we kind of knew was coming without being leaked. Crash Team oh, Racing, uh, Nitro Fueled, coming to PS4. Oh, I don't want to look at my phone here. Let's oh, see I don't happening. either, now
1: Because I, I got it on my... Oh, oh we tied it up. Oh, Booyah! Zemgus. I've got the ESPN uh, page on uh, my Chromebook here. It is going to be fun when someone's listening to this. Yeah, right? What Sabres <laughs> <a laughs> game was <is> that? <laughs> so it's
0: December 11th for all you knuckleheads out there. Uh, so uh, as we talked about earlier, I'm a big Crash Bandicoot fan. The fourth game of the Crash franchise was Crash Team Racing. And that would have come out, I think it was 1999, so that would make sense for 20 years. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was 99. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So it's completely revamped, rebuilt up from the, the ground up, just like the Insane Trilogy was for the first three Crash Bandicoot games. This one not only got a wonderful new trailer, it is coming out June 21st, 2019. So we got a date on that right away, Uh you are going to see remastered tracks and maps as well as online play. That's fun to yeah. play Crash Team Racing online. That'd there was cool. a Crash Team Racing sequel that never really took off. Uh, however, this one looks like the real deal. I I recognize some of the tracks, but only barely because of how revamped they are. Well,
1: yeah, you know, how many generations, you know, two, three generations worth of graphical updates you're seeing.
0: Gosh, I love it so much. I love this revamped Crash Bandicoot. I hope we get a new Crash Bandicoot game, just a brand new original game. Uh, and I think this is almost like a, all right, Insane Trilogy did well. Let's test the market a little bit more here, and then let's do it with Spyro, and, and hopefully we continue down that path, because I love Crash Bandicoot. I think we're heading that direction. Now, this is coming out for PS4 and Xbox One, and I believe Nintendo Switch. Yeah,
1: I do too. I think it's, I think it's for okay. the big, all three.
0: Because uh, Spyro was not. Right. Uh, but it, it will be. Like at some point. yeah, I think we, the
1: storage on the um, like the switch cartridge was was the issue at first, and they're probably working on that, trying to find a loophole around it.
0: Yeah, that, that'll happen. Yeah,
1: and I, I can't imagine that crash would have quite as much, you know, space to take up.
0: No, be in more contained levels, right. especially because Spyro's got. That and open it's mostly world.
1: a multiplayer game too. Yeah, it's not you know you don't have like cutscenes or
0: you know extensive audio. Um, no. To fill in there, this was a game that I dreamed about when the PS4 was announced. It just felt like it was ripe to come out, and even on social media, I remember sharing a picture of someone who had made a Crash Team Racing PS4 cover, and I was like, "Man, that would be a dream come true." Uh, I so I awesome. like to get these games on the PS4 because they came out on PlayStation originally, and that's a little nostalgic to me. Even though it would be really sweet to play these on an Xbox system, being the Xbox fanboy that I am. Uh, did you see how this was teased to certain media outlets? No, I did not. So, uh, IGN, for example, the week of the Game Awards received uh, a pair of fuzzy dice that looked like Crash's fur. Just sent them in the mail? <laughs> like sent them in the mail. <laughs> and the note was, um, well, it said, we'll be sliding into the Game Awards this Saturday. Stay tuned. And sliding was Crash's. That was one yeah, of the taglines, yeah. of course um spyro was teased last year but ign received a purple egg in the mail so i kind of knew that this was coming but i that's a lot of that's fun. that's pretty cool yeah so i can't wait for that one that's already one of my uh i'm penciling that on the, the calendar for next year uh, a few other games had uh, been announced right after that one was hades battle out of hell just tell me if you have anything to say about sure of these will do um the Outer Worlds, this is the one from the creators of the original Fallout.
1: Yes, that's Obsidian's game.
0: Yeah, and Obsidian has had a really nice run recently with the, the South Park games. Right, yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, I had fun with both of those. So this game looks fun. I like how the uh, NPCs kind of talk to you. Uh, and it seems like um uh, doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm very interested to find out more about that game. Uh, the Last Campfire was announced. That's from Hello Games. Um, we also got a tease for a new Dragon Age game. Uh, Ah, yeah. The Dread Wolf Rises was the hashtag. It was never confirmed actually to say Dragon Age, but it is a Dragon Age game. We all know what it is. Uh, It's it's very, it was a very small tease, and I thought we were going to get a lot more.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, no, not even, you know, a screenshot. We've got really nothing in game. It was you know barely even a cinematic. It was kind of like a mural come to life.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to. So put it. So it might maybe maybe that we'll see a more cutscene. Th- yeah, yeah. Well, it was yeah. The originals.
1: You no, know, like I said, not really cinematic. Like no cinematics to speak of. I should say. Um, I'm
0: surprised we didn't get more from it. I really it,
1: am. It it might. It, we still might be a ways off from the release. I they maybe they announced off. maybe they announced it just early.
0: So if BioWare is working on Anthem which right. is close to release. Man, I hope that game is good. Please be good after Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> uh, we've got that. They're rumored to also still be not working on, but still keeping the thought of a Mass Effect game alive, which I don't know what they're going to do because Anthem looks like the successor to that to me. And then the other thing you got to think about is EA, uh, who... You know exclusively works here with Bioware owns the Star Wars license for another five years so you gotta think are they gonna try to capitalize on on something with the Knights of the Old Republic hell a remaster can you imagine that would sell so well
1: yeah people I know a few people that would lose their minds over that
0: <laughs> and many hours of their life <laughs> uh so that you know that was a little disappointing to me I played Dragon Age Inquisition I was not a fan uh just didn't oh really I uh yeah I huh. it didn't Roll for me, I didn't think it was great storytelling. Ah. Just, yeah, I I vastly prefer The Witcher.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I do too, but I still thought Inquisition was very good. Wasn't that? It was the 2015 f- Game Awards Game of the Year.
0: Uh, it might have been 14. I think it was early on Xbox One. Either way. Okay. I think it was 14 because I think I remember Sam voting for it. When we what had our first one. was 2015?
1: Sorry, yes, it was 2014. Uh, so, yeah, no, it definitely won. was 15. There you go. And, yeah. No, you know why? Yeah. No, you're right, because then also Inquisition was like same year as um, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS and Bayonetta 2.
0: Gotcha. And,
1: yeah. Okay. There we go. We. But, yeah, no Game of the Year. Okay, well, hey, to each it his won own. won a
0: lot of Game of the War. So it did, I mean the yeah. Minority yeah. So, hey, yeah, no,
1: no to each his own, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Stranger Things season three, not the trailer, No, uh, the (laughs) games.
1: And they had that tease the other day on social media of like all the episode titles and people were freaking out because it's, because it's again, not a trailer. It's just literally just the episode
0: titles of season three. (laughs) Not even a release date yet. So we had the creators of, of Stranger Things there to announce this, which was really, really cool. So that's, that's a big deal. Um, by the way, have you watched the new Netflix movie, uh, the Christmas Chronicles,
1: I've not with Kurt Russell. It's really good. As Santa Claus. He's a great Santa Claus. <laughs>
0: he's he, he. All I can see is is Star Lord's dad though. Right. Like, it's,
1: he's been Ego. He's been Snake Plissken.
0: He was in the Thing. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's hard, but he does a great Santa Claus. Tombstone. He's my definitive Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think of it as one of Hollywood's greatest badasses. <laughs> but uh, well, this will not change your opinion. <laughs> I of that. Can't. Anyway, uh, in the movie. There's a valet that is not paying attention for a particular part when they're trying to sneak around. And on his computer, he's watching Stranger Things, which I thought was a nice Netflix crossover. Obviously, you put your own materials in your productions. But anyway... Uh, so stri- that looks like a fun game, 16 bits. Right. Uh, th- that'll be a nice little adventure when it I comes out. I
1: think 16-bit out. is a little ahead of the time, though, that would be taking place in Stranger Things. I think they're still, like, 8-bit back in, like, those, eight, you know, the 80s. This is historically
0: <laughs> inaccurate. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got The Pathless, uh, a oh, game that uh, looks pretty prominent.
1: That game looks just beautiful. It Absolutely does. Absolutely beautiful.
0: From the creators of Abzu.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Yeah. I um I gr- I I let you know right away in our chat for the thing. I'm like Josiah, let me write up the news post on this. I'm like this one's mine. <laughs> mine <laughs> I, th- I think th- I think that game just looks drop dead gorgeous. Wish it, it was wish it was coming out to Switch, but that hey, looks like
0: it'll it be is. uh. It's funny how I define this, but another Xbox Games Pass game. It's just it looks ripe for it. It looks like it's fun, uh, adventurous, gorgeous, super. All of the MSB, above. Yeah, We'll oh, see gosh. what happens. Uh,
1: that game is just art.
0: <laughs> what was probably the biggest re- announcement of the night and possibly the most surprising to me, and I, th- I would say that's fair, Mortal Kombat 11. Now, granted, there was some smoke that this was going to be coming. Ha! That's a pun. But smoke it's is. got a release date. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat 11 is coming in April. That kind of blew me away. Right. That not only, and we got nether realm out on stage to to make this announcement like you know damn that's a big deal of course we got a, a gory is all get out trailer but man the cinematics on this are sharp yeah oh boy so well, this is a, a just another step in the right direction i'm, for I'm sure franchise. they jumped
1: into it as soon as they finished injustice 2 which is now a year and a half ago and yep. if they're I, i'd got to imagine they're using same engine as Mortal Kombat 10 which i think is only like three years old at this point so I could see them easily getting this out within like the year and eight months that it probably took them to develop. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean the the whole the fighting mechanics are all there. It's not like they have to do extensive Think
0: work about or anything. Like, it's it's rare that we get a a triple A AAA game like that announced and then a release date. So I love that they not very that. far away. No, not at all. We're within just a few months of that.
1: And all three systems. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: I'm excited for that.
0: That's uh, pretty amazing. A Switch owner. And it comes out globally on April 23rd, yeah. so you don't have to wait if you're in North America or Europe, uh, what have you. Rage 2, you know, I got another colorful trailer, and, and like I said, I, I am very much looking forward to this game. Another game with an early, well, I guess not early, but <laughs> a re- first half of the year, we'll say, release date. Uh, so Rage 2 is coming out May 14th, 2019, Uh, We already knew that February and March were jam-packed with a lot of releases. Now we've got Mortal Kombat in April. We've got Rage 2 in May. Jeez, what's coming next? I don't even know. Uh, Rage 2 looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope it does well. It was a an incredibly surprising choice to me that Bethesda was going back to this franchise, but everything I've seen and got my hands on with it says they made the right decision when uh, Walmart Canada (laughs) accidentally released that uh, last May. So, uh, big nights uh, for the Game Awards. Got some exciting news. What was the biggest surprise to you? Would it have been Mortal Kombat?
1: No, honestly. um, I think it's got to be marvel ultimate alliance that's three, especially got. with that the switch exclusivity that i mean was, just the fact that it's coming back you know 10 years after the last one release and that nintendo you know funded this and is bringing it is bringing it back that's i did not see that coming
0: that's what i've written down i uh i really did not see it coming at all and i'm really excited for it at the same time yeah. it's uh it's one of my most anticipated of next year already
1: Another thing was that it's, it wasn't even a game announcement. It was that Joker from Persona 5 is going to be in Super Smash Bros. as a first DLC character. Just a few hours later. Right. Like, How cool was that? Um, you know, Persona 5 was a huge, huge hit for Atlas. They said it was the best-selling game of the series. Something like 2 million copies, which wow. is incredible for that franchise because it was relatively niche up to that point. Oh yeah, you know it had its market in Japan, and it's had its, you know, it had, you know, it had its fans internationally, but it was never a two million copy seller up until then. Um, That was making Steam here. Yeah, it's starting last five years. Yep, it's starting to pick up, and it's funny. I recently, a couple days ago, then I watched a video on YouTube. It was um, a fan cam in the back of the Nintendo store um in New York City and they had the game awards on their big screen there and when the joker announcement came up it's just people losing their minds in there <laughs> just all these fans freaking out yelling it was it was really funny <laughs> to see and like nintendo fans no less persona 5 wasn't even on a nintendo system it was, Right. yeah it was just i believe it was just playstation actually it was. right
0: uh, so like <laughs> so thinking about our our other mediums that we've been bringing up uh, whether it's tv it's movies music do people get it nearly as excited for what can almost be relatively small announcements. When I say relatively small, we're talking about one character in a video game. Yeah. Like, think about how excited, how how emotional people get over this, myself included. Yeah. And I don't know that you get that elsewhere. I, I don't think so either. I, industry.
1: I mean, I lost my mind when Metroid Prime 4 was announced, and that was literally just... A vague Metroid symbol in the background with the name Metroid Prime Four <laughs> yeah. over it, and same in uh it, again uh, the Nintendo store in New York City when they were doing that E3 um, presentation, the whole crowd in the store loses their collective minds when Metroid Prime Four shows up on screen, and that's just two words and a number. <laughs> yeah, like how much emotion could you possibly procure from that little content?
0: That's that's how it is. It's it's. You know, it's the best fans, most passionate, most loyal fans. I would say. In any yeah, video. there
1: is a very unique kind of passion to video game fans.
0: That's for sure. Uh, favorite announcement of the night for me. I uh, Loved the Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled announcement. I loved how they did it. Crash cho- on stage. I was cheering in my <laughs> living room when I was good, uh, good choice writing writing this up. And uh, of course, my wife is yelling at me because <laughs> the baby just went to sleep. But uh, hey, it was Crash Team Racing. So that uh, I. Probably like that one just a little bit more than the the Marvel Ultimate one, but uh, what would have been your favorite announcement of the night? You know, I
1: mean, I, I look back on it, and I think if I'm talking about my favorite, then it's probably Mortal Kombat, because I know for a fact that that's going to be good. I'm super excited that it's on Switch. I'm still a little bitter that Injustice 2 hasn't been ported over to Switch yet. But, yeah, that's surprising. Um, I'm glad to see NetherRealm working on the Switch again. Hopefully that gives... Um, you know, a bright future for future games on the Switch. Um, but that was a cool and that was especially the way they announced it. Oh you yeah. Know, they did they didn't um um what's the Look, They didn't foreshadow it in any way. They didn't telegraph it, it just kinda happened out of the blue.
0: Yeah, that was a polished trailer as well. Let me tell you.
1: And I didn't. I don't remember seeing any rumors about that whatsoever going into the show. Like it was kind of the worst kept secret that Crash Team Racing was coming out. Sure. But there was no talk whatsoever of another Mortal Kombat on the way.
0: Yeah. No. And and CTR was teased for sure. And it just you did the math. You were like, okay, this is the time for it. Uh, but Mortal Kombat to be such a huge AAA game that maybe in the conversation for many end of year awards. It's uh, a big deal. And like I said, can't discount that they not only threw it at us, but they gave us a release date four months away. Yep. Unbelievable.
1: Also really interested in Sayonara Wild Hearts, like I said earlier.
0: It was a great start to the show. Yeah, a I, game that we didn't really know anything about and it, it
1: intrigued I, enough people. I didn't know what it was at first. I can't put my finger on it, but Actually, I'm really,
0: it. really interested in that game. Whatever it was with the the marketing done in that trailer, they found a way to my to my heart there. Yeah. Uh, Biggest no-show, speaking of Metroid Prime. Grumble, grumble, grumble. (laughs) I was hoping, and I really thought we were at least going to get a Metroid Prime trilogy announcement for Switch, if not something into, maybe a glimpse into 4. But man, so 4 was announced two E3s ago now?
1: Yes, uh, E3 2017. Have we
0: gotten anything we since? We have gotten
1: nothing. <sighs> the only thing we've really gotten is that Nintendo said they have a release window in mind and that they're working on it, yada yada. Um, on one hand, I am a little genuinely concerned about it. On the other hand, it may have been a case where they just announced it way earlier than they ever should have. That's. I think that's just where it's trying to capitalize on the Switch hype when it was released. Because remember, that E3 was only... Two, three months after the system launched. Yeah. So they were trying to keep the ball rolling as much as possible. That at may that have point. been a
0: decision they wouldn't have made if it was the Sh- PS4. Sure. Or the Xbox One
1: being out a few years. Right. They were trying to make sure at all costs that the Switch had a great start. Okay, your the investment's gonna be
0: worth it. Yeah. Makes sense. They even showed Starlink, I think. Yeah, I think uh, you're right, that actually. one actually and then um that would have been Mario versus Rabbids as well for E 3 because that came out later that year. Yeah. August. Um I really wanted Metroid Prime selfishly as someone who has not played those games. You know, I'm a late adopter to the Nintendo family, so getting on the Switch here, uh, I, I want those ports. I want to play those old games. Amazing games. Uh, I, what I was additionally disappointed at, and I'm going to continue to be disappointed until they, they show, <laughs> even though they said straight up we're not showing anything, is Rocksteady. Oh, uh, yeah. are
1: you working on, Yeah, Rocksteady? no, I really want to know what they're up oh, to.
0: Oh, what are you working on? Uh, they said it's not a Superman game. They came out and said that. Interesting. I wonder if that means it's Superman's in the game and it's <laughs> like a Justice League game. Who knows? But um, I don't know. I don't know, and uh, I'm just a big fan. That's all. I just I love you, steady. That's the only reason that I'm upset, even though you came out and were up front and said you weren't going to go to the show. Oh, but I- you had the Game Awards. You had the XO or x2018 show and then you had uh the kind of funny showcase even kind of funny games did their own uh, little thing here so we've had plenty of opportunities uh man your game's got to be close got to fill out the second half of next year's release schedule because we've got nothing right now right.
1: also the- where is my bayonetta
0: 3 <laughs> Give me Bayonetta already. Just this is going to become the grumble part of the show. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we we got nothing there either. Nothing. Just a. It's, it's funny how we're complaining about. I know, right? It was a with, great show. There is no time to play all the games that come out, <laughs> and then you and I are here saying, "Where are you? <laughs> Where are you?" <ya?" sighs> anyway, great show overall. That's all. That's all I had to say. Agreed. No, oh, it was a really good show. The highlights for me again: Crash and Marvel. Bring it on, and then of course the next morning we got the Endgame trailer.
1: Yeah, what a what a 24 hours that was. Jeez,
0: I know. And we were supposed to get the Spider-Man. What a what a weekend that
1: was. Because then you had you know the Brazil Comic Con, so we you know we got some details on Spider-Man Far From Home. We got details on Shazam. We got the Godzilla, the second Godzilla trailer. What a couple of days that was.
0: And uh, IGN was there. They couldn't show the trailer, of course, because they were taking phones. That's great. Fine, I'm yeah. fine with no leaks for once, but I like that they uh, they described what went on in the trailer. It sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of fun. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, I'm into that. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I'm with really the into elementals that. and everything. Yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm intrigued by a lot of this where that where it happens in the timeline, uh, if you will. Uh, there's a lot going on with Captain Marvel and with uh, Endgame. Before that, I don't know that Spider Man's gonna be the emotional break we need. Uh, much like we got with Ant Man. After oh. Infinity War, you know, we we got that and it was like, all right, here's our comic relief or even Thor Ragnarok before that. But this, I don't know, it's going to be a heavy. year.
1: Uh, well, maybe, hopefully, maybe Endgame isn't as soul crushing as Infinity War was.
0: Yeah, maybe not. Maybe um, maybe it I'll will be, maybe it won't. <laughs> a little bit uh, too much into that. <laughs> but uh, we'll wrap things up here on this episode of Geek Scott Game. What were some of your favorite moments from the Game Awards 2018? Uh, Biggest surprise, biggest announcement, biggest no-show. We want to hear from you. Visit us at Facebook.com slash TheGeekiverse and on Twitter at the underscore Geekiverse. We can't get rid of that pesky underscore. Someday. Someday. So uh, we'll wrap things up here. Pavlak, where can we find you on the social medias? And what can we look forward to here at TheGeekiverse.com in the final weeks of 2018?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Jeffrey Povs, on Instagram, Jeff Pavlock. I've got a stupidly busy December ahead of me. Um, later this week, I'm diving into Aquaman. I will have a feature editorial um, highlighting the character's reputation over the years. Obviously, he used to be a joke of a character, thanks to that Super uh, Friends cartoon. So I just want to um, kind of highlight how the character's reputation has changed over the years between the comics and with the upcoming Jason Momoa dc eu live action film which i am seeing on this saturday the 15th so i will have a review right away for that early access yes. babies. thank you amazon Prime. exactly uh, otherwise i've got the bittersweet final season of voltron legendary defender to review for netflix and is that, that out no it comes out this coming friday
0: they cranked those out i know we talked know. about it yep i feel like they almost come out with a new season every time we podcast Pre-
1: pretty much <laughs> It's two and a half that. years later, and it two and a half years, eight seasons, and I think it's like a 70 something episodes later. That's it's unbelievable. I know, especially for animation. You don't you never see that. Eight seasons? Yeah. Some of, were, some of them were some of them were biased. Yeah, I did. I have re- that's why I have to I do this. Say, I, I, I don't care
0: how busy I am this December, I have to review <laughs> that one. It's just That's it, where I'm at with Star Wars Episode 9 next year. I, I want to get away from reviewing the movies that I know I'm gonna like. But I feel like I kind of have to because this is the first and only time in my life I'll get to review a Star Wars trilogy. It's, I like, think. In,
1: it's like into that final boss and being like, nah, okay, I don't want to play this game anymore. No, no, How you
0: could fin- you? you
1: finish that thing.
0: <laughs> don't even don't even let that enter your mind. Yeah, uh, yeah I I really can't wait for Aquaman. I'm excited. Uh, I heard Aquaman two is already at least. Uh, in development. I'm not going to say totally in development, but they're it's, they're they're talking. Yeah, it's they're making talking.
1: bank in China, so I think Warner Brothers set a record, gonna, right?
0: Yeah, something like that. for a that. DC movie in yeah, China. It's,
1: it's it's already at like 115 million, and this is on Tuesday. Good no, for that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Good for them. I uh, I hope it does really well. Me too. Uh, I am seeing Into the Spider Verse ah. uh, Thursday. So there's
1: there's no superhero fatigue.
0: None at all, and I uh, I think no. I'm reviewing that one. We'll find out shortly.
1: Also, uh, my Super Smash Brothers Ultimate review will come at some point this month. I promise. Oh yes, I was going to ask you. <laughs> got to yeah. play that for a little while still before I can really accurately assess it. But got to sink some time into that one for sure. Got to smash some people
0: online. Oh, Smash Brothers! Am I right? So I am playing, like I said earlier, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. I'm hoping to, to get. Uh, I I don't know when I'm going to finish that. You don't need our review, but I'm going to, because uh, you know it's it's uh, it's a highly touted game not just critically but damn commercially uh so from me i will be covering into the the spider verse if pete is not reviewing that i think he's going to cover uh mortal engines which yeah, there's uh, a lot of stuff coming out there there's the last a couple lot weeks. of weeks and i we missed a few movies too we just it, it got so busy here we had the, the geekiverse christmas party which is a nice outing uh thank you uh, to our partners who were able to come to that by the way we really enjoyed having you um in addition, this is probably, just with the way the schedule works, our, our last uh, Geeks Got game for 2018. We may get another one in. It depends how it lines up. But if it is not, we want to say thank you for sticking with us throughout the year here. Uh, big things coming in 2019. Uh, a little bit more of a consistent schedule as well as we shuffle around here to, to lay out our plan for the calendar year. That is 2019. Uh, so Pavlov and I will have you covered Is, is early and often with that. Uh, we look forward to getting into to the like we said, a busy first quarter of 2019. Uh, so uh, we hope you have uh, a wonderful holiday coming up here. Merry Christmas. Hope you have a very, very nice new year as well. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Josiah Delaroy if you want to talk to me about the the Buffalo Sabres, hopefully getting back on a winning streak. Uh, anything geek-related, video games, movies, you name it, I'd love to chat with you. Go to thegeekiverse.com for all the latest in geek news and movies, comics, TV, and video games. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention and say a great big thank you to our patrons this year. So we launched a Patreon at the end of last year. We've been able to see things this year. It's really great uh, because Patreon keeps the lights on. And if you go to Patreon.com slash the that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, you can subscribe and uh, unlock exclusive perks uh, for as little as $1 a month all the way up to... <gasps> $25 you can help the Geekiverse out in a ton of ways those funds go very far for us folks so thank you to our existing patrons and uh, we'd hope you consider joining up in the future last thing we want to mention you can go to the Geekiverse's online merchandise store that's the Geekiverse.storenv.com. store envy is spelled s-t-o-r-e-n-v-y just one e there uh, you can choose from over ten geek-themed T-shirts, including our fourth anniversary T-shirt, limited edition that will be available only this year. Get your hands on that while you can. Uh, I think think that's it. I think I covered everything. We I got think, our LaCroix I think so here. Too. <laughs> you know the the official water salt, seltzer water drink of, of the Geekiverse, uh, unofficial I guess. But anyway, for uh, for Mr. Pavlov, I am Josiah. Thank you again for listening, and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year.
2: A newborn king to see. Pa-ra-pum-pum. Our finest gifts we bring. Parumpumpumpum. To lay before our king. Pa-ra-pum-pum, 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 pa-ra-pum-pum. So. To honor him, rub a bum when we come.